But the thing is, is it kind of puts me on the spot. Like now? Like now? Yep. Is this thing working? Hey, everybody. Welcome. Here it is. Wednesday. Middle of the week. We are here. We made hump it to hump day. day. Yep. Hump day. Here we go. Yes. Got a big show. Here we go. Day two of early voting is here in Texas today. Make sure if you haven't voted, you go vote. Do it today. Bank that vote. And don't forget who we are pulling for. Joanne Schaffner. Remember this name. Joanne Schaffner in District 11. Running against Travis Clardy. Yes. And yep. who else do we have here? The one that interests us the most, us in Angelina County here in Texas. We got District 9, which would be the incumbent Trent Ashby, and he's facing off against Paulette Carson, who is who we are endorsing. Exactly. Uh, That's pulling for her. Going to vote for her. Sure hope that she wins. She's got good values, and she's got her head on straight about what Texas needs. Yes. I, I'm, I was real impressed with her. And she's all for uh, school vouchers. And so, the border. And the border. Keeping the border closed. Closed And there's a lot more border. to it. And she has a lot of experience in the committees, these kind of things. So she's, I think she's going to be a, a, a valuable resource for us. Yes, she will. Yep. And also, don't forget, remember these names. We are looking at the Court of Criminal Appeal judges. You remember these names. Vote for Gina Parker for place eight. David Schink uh, for presiding judge. And Lee Finley for play seven. So make sure that we vote for these conservative judges. That's what we are focusing on. We do not want activist judges in our yep. courts. And you're right. I think, in, in my opinion, I think the activist judges have messed up the, the yes. entire judicial system and structure, man. I mean. We need our judicial system out of the politics. Yeah. You know, I mean, we need to just follow the laws. Yeah, and and if if anything, we've just seen this week a a prime example of that. Matter of fact, a if you want to call it that, a three hundred and fifty four million dollar prime example of that. Yes, you know, of an activist judge and an it's, activist it, it's DA. Tyr it's tyranny. They literally stole the man's money. Yes, and yeah. his livelihood. Yep. But let's not get sidetracked. Let's not, because we really, <laughs> before we get started, we are going to talk about President Trump today and many other topics that are going on in Texas. But we want to start with a very sad news of the little 11-year-old girl from Livingston, Texas, which is 50 miles north of Houston, Texas, who went missing last week. Um, she was supposed to go to the school bus stop, stop, yeah. and she never made it to school. Yeah. So that's how they figured that out. And then, but her body was found yesterday. I'm just going to go over this article and kind of read about it, let you know some information. It's from Fox 26 out of Houston. Texas officials have confirmed that previously missing 11-year-old Audrey Cunningham was found dead Tuesday afternoon. Polk County Sheriff's Office says... Search crews located her body in the Trinity River on U.S. Highway 59 near Livingston, Texas. They say that based on the evidence, they have an arrest warrant in progress for Don Stephen McGoogle, 42. He faces a capital murder charge, which means he will be eligible for the death penalty. Polk County officials say Cunningham's body is undergoing an, an autopsy to determine the cause of her death. Law enforcement officials say cell phone analysis, videos collected during the investigation, and information from McGoogle himself led to the discovery. Police claim they would have found her body even without information from McDougal. Yeah. There's a timeline. 
Yeah, I was going to say, here's a good timeline from this, too. Kind of started February the 15th. said an Amber Alert was issued for the 11-year-old Audrey Cunningham, who was reported to have not got on her school bus that Thursday morning. The family said she left for the school bus stop at 7 a.m. So on February 16th, by this time, Polk County Sheriff's Office, Department of Public Safety, and other law enforcement officials searched Lake Livingston off of FM 3278. Then on the 17th, which was Saturday, the Texas DPS released an image of a 2003 blue Chevrolet Suburban that they believed to be the vehicle of interest. Authorities also announced they have found a child's backpack believed to be Audrey's near a river, which I guess would be the Trinity River. Also on the 17th, Don Stephen McDougal, 42, was announced as a person of interest. Officials say he was a friend of Audrey's father and was allowed to live in a trailer behind their house. He was arrested on Friday for an unrelated aggravated assault charge. And so I guess that's where they begin to make the tie when they found out that he lived right there at that house. So on February 18th, says new video shows McDougal being questioned by officers in Livingston on Friday. On the 19th then, which was, which was Monday, he admitted to Polk County officials that he had left the house with Audrey on the day she went missing. Wasn't he, wasn't he like taking it, supposed to take her to the bus stop? I don't know if he was that day, oh, okay. but he had been allowed to do that in the past, I guess, you know. Okay. Based on him and, his, and, and Audrey's father being friends, I guess. And it says here then, so we know yesterday, it was yesterday on the 20th, that Audrey Cunningham was found dead in the Trinity River on US 59 near Livingston. And that McDougal does face capital murder charges. Um, man, this is sad. We got to, you know, we always got to watch for our children, or we got to keep our eye on our children at all times. It's a shame that you, you know, your kids can't be safe. You know, just to go to the bus stop. I know. I'm. And this is really sad. We really want to say um, we're praying for the parents. Yeah, and I mean, the family, the friends, the family, all of them, schoolmates, yeah. schoolmates, and everything. Yeah. Um, so. Y'all be thinking about this, and we'll keep you updated on what's going on. Keeping it here in Texas, you know, state lawmakers have approved a bill that would allow police to arrest illegal migrants. Also, this bill gives the local judges the power to order their deportation. I have an MSN article here that I'm getting my information from. The Texas Senate Bill 4, which Republican Governor Greg Abbott has signed, is one of the nation's strictest immigration laws since it took effect leading to a standoff between Abbott and Biden. The Texas Senate bill allows the arrest and deportations of certain illegal migrants in Texas. But you know, always, you know they always use that kind of word, certain. <laughs> it drives me crazy. Yeah. In addition, it makes unlawful entry a state misdemeanor, punishable up by up to two years. However, it, all, it applies only to recent arrivals. While it remains unclear if the Biden administration will allow the bill to stay, Abbott has been on taking immigration matters into his own hands. Now, talking about this right here, you know, Abbott has definitely stepped up in the last year, I would say. And he is securing Texas's border. And he's going so far that he is fixing to build an 80-acre Military, military base. Military base. Yep. Sorry, I couldn't get that out. I hey, needed help. Right hey, it's then. okay. And I guess, <clears throat> hey, going back, I guess going back to that story right there about this bill, to me, one of the one of the biggest points that was brought up in this bill is the fact that this bill gives the local judges the authority 
to order the deportation of these illegal migrants. So I like this bill because what this bill does now, think about this in the, in the terms of grassroots. If this bill gives the authority to local judges to handle these cases on their own and deport these people, then that's a grassroots effort. And on the local level, the people in the community can see this. And now this should even encourage you more to become more involved in your community and become more involved. And the grassroots now can actually see the the, the efforts the of efforts that being rewarded. That's and exactly is, what's happening. This is awesome, man. It really is awesome because, and also we, it goes straight back to the voting. Yes. <clears throat> you need to vote for these judges to follow uh, Governor Abbott's laws. This well, not only that, this is going to give you on a local level also. Yes. Uh, adding to your point, this is going to give you on the local level also a chance to look firsthand and experience and see what's going on, and then will give you a better understanding of who you want in your leadership in your communities. Because, as we know, when the grassroots spread, it just continues to spread till it covers everything, and that's what we need. And it's exciting. It's it, exciting it to watch. It is. You know that our that our government that our state who we have been screaming close the border, fix the border, do something, yeah, to stop the flow. And he from has, coming. and he and has, he's, is beginning to. Yep, he's beginning to. And the thing that's really bugged him about um, this whole trying to get everybody down to the border to protect Texans is not a place to put our military. No. You know, we don't have, I mean, they're sleeping in hotels and we're, we're, we're paying for all this. Right. And, you know, their food and, and everything, which, yeah, hey, that's what we ask for. We ask for help. We yep. ask for you to help us, you know. So they're going to build an 80-acre military base camp near, near Eagle Pass. The governor calls the plan base Forward Operation Base Eagle. What we're going to do is we're going to let you listen to Governor Abbott. Thank everybody for being here today. I'm joined by General Seltzer and the border czar, Mike Banks. I want to explain to you what Texas is doing at this time. Uh, to expand our border security capabilities, uh, we are building a new Texas Military Department base camp that allows the Texas National Guard to increase and to improve operations in this area. What you see now is the first stage of construction has already begun on what is 80 acres uh, of an area to be built out for this base camp. From your camera view, it goes all the way down the edge of here to those trees, all the way to the back, uh, close to where the river is. Uh, on this side, uh, just back behind you, about 50 feet uh, is where it stops. Uh, this will increase the ability for a larger number of Texas Military Department personnel in Eagle Pass to operate more effectively and more efficiently. Yeah, that was Governor Abbott's statement that he gave to the press concerning the military base. And another good important point to point out here, he said the governor also announced intent to continue to install razor wire on top of rail cars, blocking the Texas side of the Rio Grande River in an effort to keep migrants from crossing into the Lone Star State. What I thought was cool here is that 
it's gonna the building is an estimated three hundred rooms with personnel beds at a, at a time through completion. You know what I say? Let's build three or four more. Let's line the border with them, man. Let's do it. Let, that's border control. You know, and we do. Um, Governor Abbott has stepped up and has made a Texas military. And I asked this question uh, just this morning. What are we doing here? Well, he's doing what, what the Constitution, our Constitution tells him to do, and that's just to defend our border. Kudos to Governor Abbott, man. Yeah, kudos to him. Yeah, man. But should we be worried it. about ha- us ha- having our own military along our own border? No. I mean, are we I got setting it. up to um, fight against the Let, federal government? Let's see. But I'm not. I'm not too. I'm not too worried about it. I think it's just going to grow. I think this is a, a good thing, man. It is a good thing, and I think we probably should have done it a long time ago. Yeah. Like I've said before, it's a good deterrent. If these people want to come over here and come into Texas illegally yes and if they think they that they should then what we need to do is make their stay just as unpleasant as possible <laughs> well i totally <laughs> agree with you i totally agree with you well uh, you know and it goes back to them you know being able to deport now you know and arrest exactly you know, illegal exactly. immigration exactly you know so we have come pretty far yep. you know and you know there's this Back and forth out there in the media, just constant trashing of Abbott and, you know, coming out with these new stories about, well, is what he doing even legal or whatever? But, you know, we're following Texas laws. Yep. You know, so and speaking of the media and you the know, laws and the yep. laws, you know, you've everyone's heard about what's going on with President Trump and how the media treats him versus Biden. And what's been going on with them, everyone knows. Here, what do we have here? Um, the $354 million judgment that he just got yep. put on him yesterday where, like I said before, you know, we're, we're sitting here witnessing tyranny. You Total know, Fascism tyranny. At, its, at its ultimate point. And the government literally coming in and just taking your money and taking your business because of what? Your political stance. Yeah. We have an article here by Gateway. And he kind of runs through it a little bit. So here, let's let's take a few points off of here. It says, as a Gateway Pundit reported, Engeron fined Trump $355 million and banned him from doing business in New York City for the next three years. He also claimed that Trump participating in aiding and abetting the conspiracy to commit insurance fraud by their individual acts of falsifying business records and valuation causing material materially fraudulent SFCs to be internationally submitted to insurance companies. Boy, is that confusing. Well, it's not confusing. It's absurd. And it's garbage. It is. It's <laughs> it's absurd because... It didn't say anything. <laughs> the, the banks were happy with it. Trump paid it off on time with his interest on time. The banks were happy. Trump made money. They made money. Everybody was cool with it except this judge. Yep. This is the point about the activist judges. It is. And it's crazy. It is crazy. But Trump and he's vow Trump is vowing to appeal the charges and has accused Ingeron of conspiring with the attorney general, James. Um, James went on to tell the network, okay, that she is very confident with the strength of her case on appeal and she would willingly seize at least one of Trump's buildings, specifically listing Trump's forty Wall Street skyscraper. She says, we are prepared to make sure that the judgment is paid to New Yorkers. And yes, I will get 40 Wall Street 
each and every day. That's what she boasted. These people are coming out and just gleefully taking away everything this man has worked so hard. 60 years yeah. and, of work. Yep. And, and you know what's crazy is in a perfect world, the bar associations would be all over them and expelling them for coming out with shit like this. It's just What nuts, do we do man. about activist judges? I mean, I mean, you we can got vote. Me. I don't know all day long, but in these they're, they're, cities, they're appointed. That's exactly like this, right. Um, how, how do you get them out? You know, maybe, how do you get fair? Maybe they should lawful be. Judges maybe they should. I don't. I don't know. It's it's really sad, you know that that there isn't anything that we can do. But on the other side, we're talking about the media and how the media treats President Trump over Biden, but this. Fella here, what's his name? Brian Butler from Off Message. Okay, he comes out with this opinion yeah. article, and the only reason why. Yeah, Off Message. I, off Message is a blog. Yes. And, yeah. And so um, he says Trump's huge fraud verdict is a watershed moment for accountability and new corruption. Okay, cool. What happens is the Democrats <laughs> he, he's been come helped. up with. A new corruption charge. They made this up. They brought this law forward and made a law so they could go after President Trump. This is what originally happened and how they ended up doing this. Wow. Okay, so that's what they're talking about by the new corruption. And he goes on down here to say, says he says, mainstream news has thus far covered these verdicts thoroughly enough, but in wrote... Here's the latest crazy thing that happened in the life of Donald Trump. Reporters are habi habituated to the fact that Trump's base doesn't care how corrupt he is. So they never frame new frontiers of corruption or accountability in the metaphorical language of dark clouds, which appears over Joe Biden's campaign anytime he garbles a sentence. <laughs> yeah. So I, had to I just had to read that to you. This is their mindset. Yeah. Now, he's not the only one that thinks like this. I'm, I'm habituated to the <laughs> to the fact that Trump's base doesn't care how corrupt he is. What was corrupt about what he'd done? What yeah. was corrupt about this who was, case? With, who was frauded? Who was fr nobody was frauded. Nobody. nobody. Absolutely nobody was frauded. The only fraud that we've, we are seeing perpetuated is through the judicial system. Yes. Right now. That's the only fraud we see. That is, and and uh, notably here, and and this writer, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of this writer, and where I was going to go, notably, this writer is an opinion writer. Okay, so why I wanted to just share this with you, this opinion, because a lot of people will read these opinion blogs, and that's all they are, is just their opinion and them taking narratives, and and giving an opinion, nothing factual about that whatsoever. But people believe it. They believe that this is the way things are. And it's just not true. What would what would Bongino say? It's because they're liberal and they're stupid. And they're stupid. And they use big words <laughs> and make sentences but, that look like they're really important. Yeah, but research your stuff. But please man. research your stuff. Yeah. Because this, I mean. If nothing else, stuff like this, if you read it, it should spur you to research it. It really you know, should. You should want to know the truth, and you should want to know the answers. And and especially, I mean, look, every single day, every single day, 
this person obviously doesn't listen to the media because MSNBC and CNN slams their listeners with Trump derangement syndrome hourly. You turn on MSNBC and CNN, that is all they are talking about is everything that Trump does bad. Even though he doesn't do anything bad, everything he says and does is looked at with a fine-tooth comb. They will take everything the opposite side. And another thing I don't get, Biden, who he wants to talk about, how dare, you know, them talk bad about Biden every time he trips on a step or whatever. This dude is a criminal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Biden gets to go and say, hey, New York Times, why don't why are you talking bad about me? Stop talking bad about me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But Trump don't get to do that. And he came out with that the other day, and I was like, no way. Did he just come out and say, hey, why is everybody talking bad about me? Yeah. You know, so there, there we go about the mainstream media. There is my rant. There's your rant. It drives me crazy. Yeah. The whole hypocrisy and the double standard is what drives me crazy. The absurdity, you know, it's like we were watching Gutfeld last night and, and his guest, the guy that authored the book, I can't even recall his name right now, but, but he said that he said people, you know, he goes, it's amazing that people sit here and watch this. He said, because, you know, people do have a, 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 bs meter and it it has to be like going off the charts when you hear this kind of stuff because you have to look at these people and look at them and go man there's no way that you actually believe the crap you're spewing in your heart of hearts you you really can't believe this right exactly what you're saying is so absurd and so illogical on the surface that it, it doesn't even it doesn't even bring consideration that that only you can only just look at it and go Huh? <laughs> you know, and I don't understand how they get play. You know, like the video that, that he actually showed yesterday on the show, everyone is playing it, you know. So if you ignored that individual, he would it go would go away. away. Exactly. Exactly. You know, that I think that they pick the craziest things. They, they feed into to, it. To I, feed I agree. Into. But, but that's good because that gives you the option to not feed into it, to click the channel off and move on. Yes. And understand what the truth and the reality Just like is Gutfield in this situation. Said, yeah. Your BS meter comes up, you change the channel. You, you yeah. You turn exactly. it off. You know. So that's our our deal with this um media and Trump. Y'all keep him in your prayers. They're still trying to take his money and his life. So go President Trump. The last thing we need is a precedent set where a leader in power in our country can go and topple his political opponent just because he's his political opponent. We got we cannot let this happen. Yeah. Our we country's cannot. gone if we do. The voting won't ever matter again. Your rights won't ever matter again. Mm-hmm. This will be just like what you think you what you what we're seeing with Navalny, what we've seen with Gonzalo Lira. Yes. You know, what we're seeing with the other person the the journalist that's being held in Russia right now. Yes. I know. There's there's just a lot out there. And but there again too, I say that we need to not let this happen as we're sitting here still with a prison full of, of people from J six that are being held and we know they're only being held just for a political persecution. A political persecution. And you know, with the mainstream media you know, they, they only focus 
on what the narrative that they want to focus on. They do that with everything. Uh, for example, we're going to talk here about Ken Paxton. You know, he came out yesterday about the NGOs. Now, the mainstream media are all up in arms because they can't understand why you would go after NGOs. For one thing, they've been operating in America for many years, and we have not really put a spotlight on, on them. Right. And and in this light, not all are bad, but these are the ones we're pointing out that are. Yes. Not necessarily we pointed them out, but Laura Loomer's been pointing them out all week if you've been paying attention to her Darien Gap trip. Yes, and I, if you've been listening to me any at all, I am against NGOs all the way around. But... We're going to talk about one in particular. <laughs> Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton has sued Annunciation House, which is an NGO, a non-governmental organization, to revoke their registration to operate in Texas. The OAG reviewed significant public record information strongly suggesting Annuncia, Annunciation House is engaged in legal violations, such as facilitating illegal entry to the United States, alien harboring, human smuggling, and operating a stash house. So he has asked them for specific records so he, you know, so he could evaluate them for potential legal violations. I don't know where that's going, so we'll, we'll see that. They have, the Annunciation House has refused to produce a single document and in response sued the OAG to enjoin the Attorney General's enforcement ability to obtain their documents. So, Annunciation House sued the Office of Attorney General first. So, because they wouldn't give the documents, uh, Ken Paxton has turned around and sued them. Filed a countersuit. And filed a countersuit. Okay, and he said the chaos at the southern border has created an environment where NGOs funded with taxpayer money from the Biden administration facilitate astonishing horrors, including human smuggling, he said. So, basically, his, his suit and, and what he's asking is, is for the ability to obtain these documents, to have the complete and unlimited authority to examine the business records and ensure that entities operating within the state are doing so lawfully. And the consequence of a flagrant failure to comply with such a request is that the OAG may terminate the business's right to operate in Texas. This is not an unfair ask of anybody. No, um, anytime it's really not. Anytime you're audited and you're asked to produce records, if you don't do it, They'll shut you down. So mm -hmm. why would this NGO be any different? I, I totally yep, agree with you. I get that. Let me, let's tell you a little bit about the Annunciation House. I mean, we can give them fair treatment here. Annunciation House describes itself as a volunteer organization that offers hospitality to migrants, immigrants, and refugees in El Paso, Texas. They also state that they are rooted in Catholic social teaching. The volunteers of Annunciation House live simply and in community and in the same houses as the guests we serve, who are mostly from Mexico and Central America, the group's website says. We also participate in advocacy and education around immigration issues. We seek to be a voice for justice and compassion, especially on behalf of the most marginalized of our society. So that's their so statement. So that is their statement. That is what they are saying that they do. And they have been in business or in the NGO since 1980. Yeah. So I think it's my notes what my note says here. Yeah. Since Catholic 1980. Catholic nonprofit set up in the 1980s. 
So that's who they are. And that is explains a lot of what um, our attorney general here in Texas is doing. So he is checking on the NGOs. And that makes me so proud because, yeah. you know, that's been my concern. Just like he said, the taxpayers are paying for the NGOs. The Biden administration is using our money for illegal immigration that we don't want. Right. You know, and he's using these nonprofit organizations and they're getting all of this money, just millions and millions of dollars. Now, this isn't the only one. Right. But this is the one that he's focused on. Right. And and I guess this is a good strategy, too, because battling against the federal government over the over the closing of the border, it, if you can't if you can't battle them one way, you have to battle them another way. And. Going after the NGOs. Going after the, is, the legality of the NGOs and going after their corruption to shut them down, to get them, move them out of there and right. get them out. That's another good strategy, man. I dig it. I do too. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Governor. Uh, I keep saying Governor. Thank you, <laughs> Attorney General Kim Paxton. We appreciate all the work that you're doing. I know you work overtime on this stuff, so thank you. And then... We're going to finish off at the border also with someone that we have been following all week. Laura Loomer. Laura Loomer. Y'all have um, really been listening to her, and I appreciate that. And so does she, I'm pretty sure, you know, because she's worked really hard. But she she put out this exclusive video. We're not going to even go over the video, but she has a little article here I'm going to read. It's from Loomer.com. She said, uh, the Darien Gap is littered. With CCP-backed stores that provide Starlink supplies to help Chinese invaders on their trip to the USA. More invaders. An exclusive video taken from the migrant facility called Puerto Limon, located in the Darien Gap, which connects North and South America, shows the area is littered with Chinese Communist Party-backed stores that offer supplies and internet services via Elon Musk Starlink. Yeah, it goes on to say that the Starlink service is vital as the jungles of the Darien Gap make cell service impossible, meaning that Starlink and paper maps are the only way for the Chinese nationals to make their way through the Darien Gap on their way to enter the United States illegally. So they're sitting here connected to Starlink, getting their maps, getting all their informational guides, everything that they can. What's going on, Elon? Come on, man. Really? I mean... How did this happen? Yeah. Because you know they had to contact Elon Musk to get Starlink there. They contacted somebody. Come on, man. Yeah, and it says right here they got QR (laughs) codes for Alibaba Pay and WeChat Pay. A CC-backed payment company. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're hung around the store so the Chinese invaders can pay for their supplies. The CCP heavily monitors its citizens' sale usage, and it does. We've heard of this. Yeah. And and the thing to remember about a lot of this is— Chinese companies are buying land all near our military bases here in Texas. They're buying up a lot of land. Are these Chinese people going to that place? Is that where they're taking them? I wonder. Yep. A lot of people are asking. You know, she even says on here, after posting her findings, I asked Elon Musk on X, can you please address what I have exposed? Chinese communist invaders using Starlink to use Alibaba Pay in the jungle of Panama to organize their invasion of Americas and their make financial transactions, and uh, he hasn't said anything. Uh Uh-uh, not yet. No. So, hey, this morning, this afternoon, today, whatever time it is you're listening to this, we got to ask Elon Musk, is this thing working? Rise up. 
Well, hey, everybody, that's it for today. Thanks for listening, and I hope you've enjoyed the show. Hope you've learned some things about what's going on around us in the nation and in your communities. You know, we couldn't do this without your continued support either. We appreciate all of you showing up, taking the time to listen to us today. So please, like I say, make sure to hit the like button, share our show with all your friends. We'll see you next time on Is This Thing Working? And as always, I'm James, and that's my lovely co-host over there, Denise. And we'll see you next time. We're out.